clutter takes up so much space in our homes, minds, time, and eventually our landfills. We live in a world that has shaped us into consumers on a planet that can't sustain the consumption. I am Steph McGuire, and the Sorted Out Sustainably podcast is here for the nature freaks and the freaks of nature who want to rebel from the consumerist culture and create a more intentional life. I am on a mission to help you be surrounded by the things that you love and let go of the things that you don't. I'm all about creating simplicity, sustainability, and joy in your home so that you can live a life closer to your full potential. If you are starting a journey towards minimalism, then like anything, you might have concerns about if you're approaching it the right way. While there's not a right way to do minimalism, I think there are definitely kind of still mistakes that you can make. So in this episode, I'm going to go through all of the potential mistakes that you might make on the journey so you can be conscious of them and try to avoid making them. I'm going to keep this episode minimal and to the point, so let's get into it. Number one, focusing on what you're getting rid of rather than what serves you. Minimalism is all about focusing on what serves us and letting go of the rest. When we spend all of our energy focusing on what we're decluttering, you run the risk of getting overwhelmed by how much you have to do or if you're making the right decisions. By focusing on what does serve you and what you know adds to your life, then you already have what you need and know what that is and the rest is just clutter that can be released. You are designing your life You are designing your life out of what you already have and then you can chip away at the excess. Before you tackle your clutter, it's really important to get clear on what you do value. Maybe over the course of a week or so, intentionally deepen your relationship with your stuff. Use the things that you love and cultivate a sense of gratitude for your space and the things in it. Getting clearer on what you do value when you get into a decluttering process. Mistake number two. Decluttering things that you actually love. We have all stumbled across videos of minimalists on YouTube and see them living this simple life without much stuff. It is true that having a really simple home has so many benefits, but have your goal to be a home with only the things you love in it, not the idea of a minimalist home. If you really love a particular item, but you don't think it aligns with the idea of what a minimalist should own, doesn't matter. If it serves you, don't get rid of it. There are a bunch of things that I own that might not make sense to a perfect ideal of minimalist possessions. I have a random chameleon statue in my living room that makes me happy. I have a dress that hasn't fit me well for years, but it reminds me of really fun times in my youth. Well, my younger youth. I'm still a baby. I'm 25. And I have numerous other things that don't technically get used, but bring me joy. I do display them somewhere to enjoy them though. What minimalism looks like for you is very different to what minimalism looks like for someone else. Number three, forcing minimalism onto your loved ones. 
Yes, minimalism, I believe, can benefit anyone, at least their own version of minimalism, and it is normal to want those around you to experience the benefits. But you can't force or harass anyone into minimalism. You especially shouldn't get rid of anyone's things without their permission. I have done this myself and it's not fun when they're not okay with it. I'm pretty lucky my husband shares my minimalist ideas, although there are still things that he owns that I wished he would get rid of. There are gaming consoles and stuff that he doesn't play with, there are gaming consoles and stuff that he doesn't play anymore, and it does my head in that every time we move he takes them with us. I probably would be more annoyed if he was actually playing them and saying this, but anyway, I'm telling you this because you have to be okay with not having control over other people's relationship with their stuff. So many people say that their partner is the reason that they're not a minimalist. All of those people, probably very few, are actually in a place themselves where everything they own is intentional. If you're annoyed with someone else's clutter, then take that as an opportunity to look at if there's anything that you have still that you can let go of. The best way to help others is by being the example. The joy you feel by creating this kind of lifestyle shift is contagious and the people around you will automatically feel at least a bit inspired to make changes themselves. Number four, decluttering incompletely. It is a common story to hear that people declutter over and over again and the process never seems to end. The problem is that they take the clutter out, but not all of it, so the space is never completely intentional. I'm not saying that you have to declutter your entire house in one go, but you should declutter an entire section or category in one go, or keep going back to that category until it's done, and bring it to a state where only the belongings that actually belong remain. If you're trying to get your whole house in order, having a plan or system really helps with this. My program, Cut Clutter and Cultivate Joy, is an ultimate guide to decluttering your entire house, broken down into dozens of categories with a plan and instructions to follow, including the steps that you should take before and after you finish decluttering too, including the steps that you should take before you start decluttering and after you finish too. Decluttering can be fun, but you still don't want to be doing it forever. After you finish decluttering completely, you can enjoy your fully intentional space and then there's just maintenance mode going forward. Mistake number five, styling your home or wardrobe based on a minimalist aesthetic that's not your aesthetic. Your minimalist house should not be confused with a minimalist styled house. You don't need white everything with nothing on display to be a minimalist. There's definitely benefit to not having visual clutter around and I'm not talking about that. I'm an advocator for the lifestyle of minimalism, not the aesthetic of minimalism. Same goes for your wardrobe. You don't need to wear a monochrome, simple wardrobe to practice minimalism. You can wear colour, prints, any cool shit that you want to. Don't make the mistake of getting rid of clothing items that don't fit a minimalist style. Get rid of items that don't fit your style. Number six, don't make the mistake of getting in the declutter and reclutter cycle. 
Some people declutter as an excuse to make room for getting more stuff. This is obviously not good for the environment. You don't want to end up decluttering, buying more stuff and rinse and repeating. You want to declutter, keep using the stuff you have over and over again until it doesn't serve you anymore. The exception to where a rotation of stuff is okay is when you are utilizing the circular economy. For example, using op shops as kind of like libraries, getting clothes secondhand, wearing them for a while and then putting them back into circulation for others to wear. Number seven, just focusing on the stuff. I have a whole episode on this. It should be the last episode before this one. So if you haven't listened to that, go ahead and give that a listen after this one. Basically, minimalism is a mindset and a lifestyle that can be practiced in so many other areas of life than just physical possessions. Number eight, the last mistake you don't want to make is becoming joyless. You don't want to make the mistake of focusing on minimizing everything you have for the sake of it so much that your life kind of becomes joyless. I'm all about joy. It is my middle name. Use minimalism to strip back all the stuff that isn't benefiting you so that you can experience more joy. Use the extra time, clarity, space and energy that you gain to really appreciate the things that you love. There's a common theme between all of these points. Mistakes are made when you treat minimalism as an obsession, not a tool. Don't try and create a life that is shaped around someone else's values, not yours. You want to get clear on what you value and create a life around that. I hope you've enjoyed this little chat. Thanks for joining me and hopefully you have gained some more confidence on continuing your journey towards your own version of minimalism.